Hey guys, my name's Melissa. Let's talk about anime. Let's talk about episodes one and episode two of Blue Lock. So I didn't really make any plans to include this on my podcast only because I wasn't entirely sure if I was going to watch it. Not due to lack of interest. I mean, it's an anime. It's about sports. I like both anime and I only like sports when it's within an anime. So, you know, it has the perfect formula to get me to watch. But even though I like a whole lot of sports anime... I the the crop that have been coming out recently just haven't grabbed my attention like they're good but it's not good enough for me to think I would like to like you know spend a couple of minutes talking about but let me tell you guys something when I tell you Blue Lock episode one had me clutched by 13 minutes in you guys I I I I, I don't know what to say it it the series is good so far. It, it's I'm giving it a lot, especially since it's literally only on episode two. But maybe it's because I haven't watched a sports anime that has moved me in a while. Or maybe it's because I now have a sports anime to fill the void that Haikyuu has left. Which, speaking of Haikyuu, very much still bummed that they're continuing the anime in a two-movie format. Very, I, I just hate that. I feel like they could close this series out with a perfect, like, 24-episode season. But we're getting two movies instead. And I think, I think the higher beings above said, give Melissa a replacement for Haikyuu. Because when I tell you guys... I went up for Haikyuu. Like, the minute the series dropped, I was all over it. I love Kageyama, love Hinata, love Karasuno. I, I love every facet of Haikyuu. I think it has the perfect drama. I think it has great characters. I think it has great development. So the two-movie announcement very much pissed me off and made me so incredibly sad. But but the the beings that made this Blue Lock anime possible, thank you. Episode one was so good. Um, so let's let's get into it. Let me stop singing it all these praises, even though it definitely deserves it, and actually get into the meat and potatoes of Blue Lock. So the episode opens with Isagi. He is our protagonist. He is playing a match with his team. So now we are led to notice that this is the, I guess it would be referred to as semifinals. And there, Isagi has the ball and he's, you know, dribbling with the ball. And his teammate is off to the side of him. And he's like, passing me the ball. I have the goal. Like he can shoot it into the goal. But Isagi has a moment in his brain where he's like, if I pass it to him, we'll win. Like, I, I know it. Like, if I pass it to him, we'll win. But then Isagi also thinks, but if I hold on to the ball, I'll be the reason why we win. But also, if I don't make it, they'll think I was hogging the ball. So he's having these inner conflicts. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, dude's going to shoot the ball and he's going to miss and they're going to lose. Like, that's how I'm thinking he's going to go about this. Because that's almost kind of how it goes. Like, the main protagonist is always so full of themselves and like they're overly confident so they're like they'll shoot the you know they'll make the winning shot or try to make the winning shot and then like they get 
you know, discouraged because then their teammates are like, well, this person's selfish and they suck. Like, I was expecting that formula. But then he actually passed the ball to his teammate. And then his teammate shoots to hit the goal. And then he doesn't. So it was like, you know, sad, sad, sad. Everybody sad. I didn't have any moment with these characters. So I was like, I'm not really sad about this. But you notice Isagi's not even sad and crying while the rest of the team is crying because they lost. Um... He's just kind of, he's, he's just there and he's like, hmm, like this is, this seems standard. Like he's used to the disappointment of losing often. And so he's walking home, which (laughs) I hate that they did this to this poor kid. So he's walking home and he's thinking about the match and what could have happened if he just listened to the voice in his head. And this man is like talking to himself and these kids are walking past him and like they're weirded out because then he just randomly screams into the air and then starts crying. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, that's so sad. Now I'm sad. But I can't be that sad because there's three kids looking at this man like you need a doctor right now. But um, he goes home. His parents made him food, blah, blah, blah. He gets a letter. It's telling him, hey, JSU, come hit us up. Come to JSU. And he goes to the building. The teammate, or not the teammate, my bad. The enemy team that he had the match with that he lost, he is actually there. Um, His name was Kara. So let me tell you something about Kara. I thought Kara I thought Kara was so sweet. Kara is so nice. He's super cute, comes onto the show. He seems just like an all-around good guy, right? So they get into the room with all these other people and they're basically told what the JSU is. It's basically they're trying to make a super striker soldier, Captain America, whatever. And so they're trying to tell them you're going to be under vigorous um training regimen if you want to be the best striker forget your knowledge of soccer prior that does not matter you are to be selfish you are to be egotistical that is the only like you know product that makes a good striker who's good enough to play for japan whatever and of course kira the guy that isagi lost to kira is actually super like you know, teammate oriented. He cares about his team that he's, you know, leaving to do this. Remember, he just won the semifinals to make it to the nationals. So he's like, I have a team and this is wrong. And that's not what soccer is about. It's an 11 man game. Um, And the guy, his name is Ego, spelled E-G-O like ego, which I thought was super nifty. So Ego is like, listen, whatever you're talking about, I don't fucking care about that shit. This shit will get you to become like, you know, the superstar soccer player, bitch, that I'm trying to mold y'all to be. You think like the soccer that you played will get you somewhere? It won't. So he's basically challenging to forget everything you think you know about soccer. If you want to be number one, you need to become selfish and you need to join this team to do that. So... (laughs) As he's saying this, Igarashi is dealing with this kind of like turmoil in his head. Like, what do I do? Like, all I know is that soccer is a team game and like, I need my team. But then at the same time, you know, I really want to win. Like, you can tell, like, Igarashi has like a 
fighting spirit in him. So then he ends up bolting to the front door. He ends up leaving. I mean, Isagi. Why am I calling him Igarashi? I think there is a person named that. But um, Isagi ends up running first. And then, of course, Kira falls behind. So... So they end up in this room with a bunch of other boys. Some of them Kara recognizes. And Ego gives them a rundown of what the activity is. They basically have to play tag. And of course, the rules are no touching the ball with your hands. And in order to tag the person, you have to hit them with the soccer ball. So I believe the little bitch, and I'm only calling him a bitch because of what he did to Igashi. But, um... What's his fucking name? I, I think his name is Igarashi. And if it ain't, he his name will be Little Bitch. Only because it made me mad what he did. He ended up hitting the second lowest person. So he hits him. <laughs> and then... This is why the idiot ends up getting kicked in the face. Because he tries to go after... um. What is his name? It starts with a B. The guy with the highlights in the back of his head. I love him, by the way. I re- like I I love him. I he is so adorable. He kind of acts like a child, like a very like he he has excitable energy. It's it's cute. And so basically, he he kicked him in the face because he was trying to make him it. And so. <clears throat> Long story short, they kick it to the dude who looks like Ichigo, and he doesn't like that because he's like, play fear, Mr. Big Guy. So the dude who looks like, um, I was about to say the dude who looks like Ichigo. <clears throat> I think his name is Bachera. He jumps on top of the dude who looks like Ichigo, I believe. Or maybe the dude who looks like Katsuki. This is how I'm remembering these people because I don't know the names yet. I only am up to episode two. But they he ends up like basically doing like a spider monkey hold on him. And he's telling um, Igashi, I mean Isagi, these names, I'm sorry. He's telling Isagi, kick the ball at him. But then he's like, no, I, he's like, I can't like, no, I have to play fair, basically. So then Bachita kind of like takes the ball from him and then he starts chasing Kira. And so Kira is like running away from him. But then Bachita like does this crazy ass like flip in the sky and then he kicks, he passes the ball to Isagi and he tells Isagi, like, he basically tells him, you know what to do. Like, basically, like, telepathically. He's like, I know what he's going to do. Instead of shooting it at homeboy little bitch who's sitting on the floor because he, like, sprained his ankle or something. He's like, I'm going to go after the highest ranked person here. So he hits it at Akira. I mean, Kira. Oh, my God. You guys. So this is where I got messed up. This is where it messed me up. He was out. Kira was out. I was like, oh. Oh, I thought homie was going to be here longer than that. Like, I thought he was going to be central to the plot. But they were like, no. Ego told him, you got to get to step in. And Kira got mad. He was like, 
I'm the best shit like he got mad and I was just like oh my god I was like peeking through my fingers because I was like oh no he was so nice and I was like this is why you don't trust these nice bitches because now look at him don't know how to act because he lost and then you know of course because he is egotistical he was just trying to keep on like a fake ass nice person front and he started saying like you think these people are better than me (laughs) and I was like oh true colors he's turning (laughs) and he definitely turned and oh my god it was so good it oh my god it was so good I loved episode one episode two was basically um the entire team getting acclimated they are now officially down to 11 people which technically makes a full soccer team so during this process, they're basically going to do exercises together, learn how to train like a team while also doing exercises that may pit them against each other. Um, it was very cute because um, Bachira basically tells Isagi, like, hey, listen, you have the same thing that I have. Like, you have a monster in you. And that's why I passed the ball to you because I knew that you would do what you're supposed to do. And I like that Isagi has Pacheta to, um, you know, lean on because I don't know what the fuck these monsters are. I don't know if they're metaphorical. I don't know if they're physical. I'm just afraid that if something happens to Isagi because he decides not to listen to it, if this thing kills him because this anime is that crazy to do so, I will be severely upset. I was watching this and I was like, oh my God, I haven't seen like a crazy sport anime like Like, crazy in the sense that, oh, this is very dramatic for us to just be playing a sport. (laughs) What's Kuroko no Basuke? Because I feel like um, Haikyuu doesn't get like that. They have their little moments, especially when when, um, Hinata, like, gets real serious. But I feel like since The Zone and, like, Kuroko no Basuke, I haven't seen, like, a super, super overly obnoxiously dramatic sports anime since that so i'm happy for what blue lock has accomplished because this whole monster energy i'm just sitting there as bachira is like talking about his monster during the flashback and i'm like dude it's soccer like i'm like it can't be this serious and then oh my god and then so basically most of the episode is just showing like a training montage of them like you know working out they show Isagi is truly not the weakest, but when it comes to athletic capability, he's not the greatest compared to everybody else in the room. So like, but there's this super nice smiley person. <clears throat> I'm saying smiley person because I don't know his name, but he was just smiling. And um, he was like being so nice to Isagi. And I was like, oh, I hope he doesn't leave anytime soon. I just want somebody nice here for him but um Bacheta's pretty pretty nice but that's basically what the episode was it was just a it was a nice interaction to show that they relatively get along even though they're all fighting for literally one spot so I like that it's competition based but so far the teammates don't hate each other like they have playful banter and then the second part of the episode so this shit was ridiculous let me tell you something Homegirl with the red hair forgot her name already. I am so sorry. She loves her some soccer. If Homegirl wanted to make love to a soccer ball, she probably would. She is insane. Um, 
they held a press conference in regards to JSU and in regards to what the fuck, why did they basically kidnap 300 kids from their house to play soccer? And the reporters are asking them very legitimate questions like, what do their parents feel about this? How can you guarantee that we will win nationals? What, what is the point of this, basically? And she's like, bitch, soccer is being played. You're not, you're worried about the wrong shit. You're worried about their health. You're worried about their education. You're worried about them, whether or not they'll be able to, to remain functional after this program. Who the fuck cares? This is about soccer, bitch. And mic drop left. And I'm just like, Am I in a different time zone? Like, I know this is an anime, but does soccer run the world in this fucking anime? Like, (laughs) I couldn't help but laugh, but in a good way. I like how overly dramatic this anime is when it comes to this sport. Because I feel like a lot of sports animes, like, it's like, it's not the biggest thing in the world. Like, it's clearly the biggest thing in the students' world. Like, for Hinata and Kageyama and Kuroko and them, like, it's, it's big for them. But it's not, like, affecting the globe. In this anime, it's like, no, if we lose, if we lose this game, like, if we don't make it, if we don't win the World Cup, we will literally slit our throats. Like, <laughs> like that's how dramatic it is. And I love it. And the guy, so there was another guy, and I think they... Ca- I don't know soccer terms as well. I'm sorry. But I guess the striker is the person who passes to this person to shoot into the goal. He's like, I will never play for Japan because y'all don't have any competent strikers. So why the fuck would you think I would come back here? And I'm like, ain't that a little rude? Like, I'm pretty sure Japanese people are pretty proud to be Japanese. And I was like, how do you know they ain't, they don't got like whatever the equivalent to the secret services for them right outside the door? And you talking all this hot fire. <laughs> But homie did not care. So he said all that. And then, like, once he left and he watched that press conference, he was like, cancel my flight to Madrid or wherever the fuck he was going. He was like, I want to stay here. I want to see the best striker be born. I'm like, homie, homeboy, you were just about to leave. What are you talking about? I, the anime is ridiculous. I freaking love it. But for now, that is all I have for you guys for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Once we get episodes three and episode four out, I will definitely come back with a new episode for this specific series. Um, Definitely had a great time. And honestly, it seems very promising. I'm, I'm making a bold claim right now to say that it may be my favorite anime of this season. But once again, it's very bold and it's also still very early and there's more yet to come. We didn't even get freaking season two of Jujutsu Kaisen yet. So, oh my God, there's just so much to watch. But thank you guys so much for listening. Remember to follow me on my socials, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at Essential Mel. And then feel free to give it a listen on SoundCloud, Audio Mac, um, Spotify, as well as anchor at essential mail talks um and thank you guys so much for the continued support and i will see you in the next episode